Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. A Dark Song is a 2016 movie that we watched on Netflix. It is not rated, and it has a 100-minute running time. Let's look at some stats here. Ratings, uh, IMDb gives it a 6.1. Metacritic gives it a 71, and Rotten Tomatoes... Gives it a 91, and looking at the scores for the movies we've seen so far, there's one other 91 for (laughs) Little Evil. That is not (laughs) what I expected to see. Wow. Um, Okay, so I find that very interesting. The Rotten Tomato audience gives it a 59, which honestly doesn't surprise me. Yes, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Although it's not any lower than IMDb, so whatever. No, it's not. That, yeah, that makes it higher than I would expect, or IMDb lower than I expect, I guess, is more accurate. But it definitely falls into that category of movies where... The critics are going to think they understand things that they don't, and the audience is going to fail to understand things that they should. Yeah, that sounds about right. So this one, you tagged it as uh, Irish. It is it was, kind of Irish. It was by the Irish Film Council. Yeah. Um, it takes place... Irish Film Board. Oh, sure. It takes place in Wales. And with the help of the Welsh Film Council. Sure, it was, you know... It's a joint project. Joint project, yep. Tell me why you picked this movie. I knew this question was coming. <laughs> so I am well known for flipping through tens of thousands of movies on our services and going, hmm, that one sounds good. And I am well known for breathing heavily and rolling my eyes a lot, waiting for you to pick something. Yeah, it's kind of a fun evening for us. Wee. Okay, and? I have this problem where I will see a movie, think, that's interesting, I'll consider that one to watch, and then I go, but what if something else is better? Because there are thousands of movies that are all horror movies. Yes. And I can't take one because the next one might be better. Even though I know we're going to do 31 movies and (laughs) any of them is just fine, there's always going to be a better one. So I flipped through with about seven or 800 movies last night, mm-hmm. and this one caught my eye, as did many others. And when I'm really interested in one, I will pop open IMDb on my phone and see, ah. you know, kind of look at the rating and see what people are saying a little bit. And I accidentally read some of the reviews, which, not that they spoiled anything, but they were like, ooh, interesting, this and that, and talking about elements that I don't remember which elements they talked about, but made me go, yeah, this movie, which has this premise of the whole movie, they're just sitting there doing this ritual that takes months. That's something I've never seen. That's interesting and weird. 
Let's find out. Yeah. When you had it, you know, you were ready to push play and we were on Netflix and looking at the little summary that Netflix does. I saw that it, you know, it was like throughout the course of a lengthy ritual. And that intrigued me because there are plenty of horror movies that include rituals and, you know, cult stuff. But it's all like montaged. Like (laughs) you don't see the rituals and and the cult stuff. Or it's something that's super quick, you know, draw a little pentagram, put out a candle, splash some lamb's blood, boom, done. Yeah, I was thinking like like on Supernatural or something, they'll draw a symbol on the wall and they're done. Or Buffy, they'll draw stuff on the floor, put some candles out. And then like as soon as they're done doing that, they say a couple words and then like some light flies up into the air and you're like, ooh, magic. This was not that. No, (laughs) No, no. It was... It was, yeah, it was very different. So before we get into talking about it, first and first, so the first shot was of a, a broad shot, um, like wide angle lens showing, um, I don't know what you call it, like the moors. I don't know what it is in, in Wales. <laughs> um, basically a long shot of a field heading off into the horizon with the sky above it. Sky was killed with, killed? Sky was filled with these broad strokes of clouds, and um, everything was kind of yellowed out, and it was very bleak and dramatic looking. Uh-huh. I uh, my note said presumably Ireland because I knew this was an Irish film, but it was clearly something in Wales. Yeah, except they did say it was filmed entirely in Ireland. Okay, so it was <laughs> Ireland pretending to be Wales. Yes. And I'm sure both the Irish and the Welsh would have something to say about whether those two landscapes are interchangeable. Yeah, there's something going on there. So the first line is a man saying... The furnishings can all be removed if... uh... And then getting cut off. He is a real estate agent. He is showing this woman, who we eventually find out is Sophia, this large castle-y house. Yes, a a country cottage. How about that? A country cottage... Mm -hmm. The size of a castle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know, there are times... My cousin Amber always posts pictures of, like, old, cool houses on Facebook. And there are so many times where there's, like, a whole castle that's for sale in some faraway land in Europe that sometimes I'm just like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? No, castles are drafty and they don't have toilets. No castles. I think we're thinking of the different <laughs> different kinds of castles. but It's possible. They are drafty, and I always talk myself out of it because I'm like, oh, so much upkeep. Like, yeah, the plumbing is terrible. The, the, right. le- you know, yeah, all the wiring would be have to be redone. and That's always what happens. <sighs> but still, so romantic. And ghosts. Right. But if we ever wanted to do some kind of <laughs> year-long ritual, we would have the space for it. Unless it was not exactly perfect. That's the issue. (laughs) She was very picky about that, asking about, you know, which direction certain rooms faced. And I don't know what other criteria she was into, but clearly she had been looking for a long time. A lot of specific rules. So um, she she checks out this castle and is like, I will take it and like pays cash for it immediately. Like it clearly was exactly what she was looking for. And at that point, we didn't know what she was looking for. Well, we did because we had read the... (laughs) Well, we're not supposed to. And then she meets up with Mr. Solomon. What were your initial thoughts of Mr. Solomon as he, like, scarfed down whatever 
eggs or whatever he, at, you know, at this breakfast meeting. I don't know that my opinion of him changed much during the movie. <laughs> he was an unpleasant fellow. He, from the get-go, he's rude, definitely, but it's not just that. It's totally in charge, domineering. Domineering is a good word. Just, he's got to have everything his way. That's how it is. Yeah, he um, he clearly has the power in this relationship, and he Very knows it. Much. And he wields it against her regularly. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it's like, you know, gee, that's not very nice. But wait, he's a Satanist. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know if technically a Satanist, but he's doing black magic. He practices so the dark arts. <laughs> should he be a good guy? I don't know. But it, I would have probably enjoyed the movie more if he was a good guy. Because he was very grating. Yeah, I want to talk about that more later on. But yeah, the way his character was portrayed was a strong sticking point for me and whether I liked this movie or not. Off of that, I mean, I just want to point out like the whole arrangement they had. I mean, you don't find this out for a while. Everything's very spoken of in half speak. Like you don't get good information Mm -hmm. and you have to Mm -hmm. piece it together, which is kind of realistic. I mean, you know, they don't have to spell out what they're doing. They already know. They already know. They're meeting up for a purpose. And and I liked that. I, I felt like the writing was strong in this movie. Yeah, it was. But here's the thing with their arrangement. She is paying him a ton of money to come do this ritual with her, which involves her being tortured. Like she has to fast and be purified and do all these things that are just super unpleasant for mm-hmm. her while he does nothing she has to cook and clean for him and then the final straw of the whole mess is when the ritual succeeds she gets to ask her guardian angel for something and so does he right, right. so why does she have to pay him anything this is insane yeah he gets magic for free well that's and that's the power that he has is that he knows how to do this thing that she so desperately wants yeah that she's willing to pay him money to do it and let him torture her and he gets like he already gets something out of it I know. it's and crazy there were several points where i realized that he was doing it not because he was getting paid but no, because he, he was getting that. something out of it but at the same time It also very strongly felt like he was doing it because he got to be trapped in this house with someone he could be abusive towards. And there was nothing she could do about it. Yeah. At one point he said, I've been looking for you, Mm -hmm. someone of your situation, for a really long time. So he wanted to do this. So I'm so mad that she had to pay him a huge sum of money. And... And this is the most abusive part of the whole thing. She had to wheedle and cajole him into doing it. He was yeah. like, no, no, it's, I can't do it. It's no good. Drive me back. Now drive me back again. Yeah. A lot of what he said felt like gaslighting to me. Yeah, I think so. Like that he was saying something for the sole purpose of manipulating her into doing or saying something else and into feeling guilty or feeling bad that she wanted something or was asking for something or was expecting something yeah she had no idea how much power she actually had in that dynamic because i I don't want to call it a relationship i mean it is a relationship but relationships sort of sound feels like it has like a romantic context to it and there was none of that no but in this dynamic i could see how much power she truly had but she didn't know at all that she had any 
any sort of power over him. Yeah. So yeah, it was so it was so imbalanced. And truthfully, that was a big part of the story, I think. Like that was part of what they were trying to do. And I you know, so I say that not as a critique necessarily, but just as this is what was going on and that it was sort of what was causing me to have such an emotional reaction to it. Yeah. I mean I think that's that's definitely part of it. There was an element to that imbalance that did make me uncomfortable. Like, I was on board with it. I'm like, this is a terrible, terrible situation. Like, she should not be doing this. Like, <laughs> Definitely. I, I, didn't in, I didn't like the situation, but I liked it as a story. Mm-hmm. Except for there were a few points, particularly the points where he got violently aggressive and was, like, throwing plates. And, yeah. you know, there were certain situations where it no longer felt like she was asking to be a part of it. It felt like she was withdrawing consent and he was disregarding that. Yeah, and of course, then there's the black magic rule that once they're inside, there is no leaving until it's done. So he was like, you know, I guess you can't unconsent, can you? Okay, so within the context of that universe and the, the you know, if we say that these dark magics are real and that's mm-hmm. how they work, yes, fine. She did step into that knowing that. I mean, she he told her that, that in advance. That was one of the few things she knew. <laughs> right. And I think the part that made me so uncomfortable about it was that he was using that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I mean, literally, he closes the circle of salt, which is like the, this is us locking the door. Yeah. We don't get to leave until we're done. And the immediate next scene is her, or is him being extremely abusive. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, you don't even have the excuse of, we've been trapped in here for four months and, <laughs> you know, tensions are high. Like, literally you know she can't leave now, so you're throwing plates and being a total word redacted. That part bothered me. I guess it's also, situationally, for me, it was difficult to watch this movie on (laughs) November 6th, 2018. The very day. Yeah. The very day that that my government basically told me, you don't get to withdraw consent. Yeah, we've been engaged in a two-year ritual to summon a demon and (laughs) without consent. Or has it been a two-year ritual to banish a demon? Well, (laughs) that's what we're trying to do, but they summoned this demon and put him on a court. Yeah. And it... uh, It struck too close to home. Yeah, there's a circle of salt around. We can't leave. Yeah. So I guess that... that I, I struggled with that, and I wonder... Um, had I watched this movie in 2016, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been quite as sensitive to what was going on. And really, all that means is that I just wasn't as informed. Woke. I wasn't as woke as I am now about these kinds of issues. And yeah, that's so it kind of true. it kind of shows me how much I've grown over the last couple of years in terms of knowing what the world is like and reality. Yeah. I know I have learned more in the last two years than I'd learned twenty in the twenty previous years. Like this has been a real eye-opening time, and mm-hmm. and and I've become so much more aware of. I know this is such a weighted word, and it upsets people so much. But I've become so much more aware of my own privilege. Like the yep. fact that two years ago I could have watched this movie and been like, I would have given this movie a five with no hesitation two years ago, I think. Mm. Because it's a really well done movie. Yeah. And there are so many things I liked about it. And I, I would not have had this 
tiny little hesitation over the way consent was portrayed in this movie. Like, because it's not, it's not an overt portrayal. I was about to say it's not a movie about consent, but it is 100% a movie about consent. And the fact that tw two years ago I wouldn't have recognized that is because I have lived a life that didn't require me to be aware of that. Yeah, and that's true for me of a lot of different kind of things, like suddenly realizing so many things about um, what it's like to be a minority of any kind, a, a minority of gender, which is funny because they're the majority. But anyway, <laughs> and, you know, race and everything. Sure. Like, there's so much to learn about other people's shoes. And you know what? Social media has destroyed our world, but it's also opened all those doors. Like, Oh, the, absolutely. All I'm doing is hearing other people's life experiences. Mm -hmm. And some people see that and immediately push back and are like, whatever, that's not, mm -hmm. that's not what life is like. And I'm like, no, this is them saying it. They know what their life is like. So take that internally and understand that that's what their life is like. Right. I'm sure there are a lot of people in 2016 who watched this movie and immediately saw yeah. the, the issues with it. And those people, because I've been trying to listen to those people, to, to people who were already aware, that's why I can be aware of it now. There are a lot of people out there that we should be listening to. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, there are so many people who are trying to share their perspectives and not being listened to. Now, you said this movie is 100% about consent, and I don't agree. That might have been a little bit of an exaggeration. Because there is also a huge arc for Sophia that this movie is about, where mm. I, I can't get to that without discussing this other thing, which yeah. is that the first most of this movie, three quarters of it, is all lies. And that mm. I loved it. I completely loved it. Like, she started out lying about what she was doing. He was lying about why he was doing his thing and whether he wanted to do it in the first place. And then she replaced that with another lie. Mm -hmm. Then she told the truth but then she changed her mind. Like, everything kept changing what it was about and why it was about. And it, it affected the ritual. Like, your intentions must be pure. Well, that they weren't. Right. And it caused a huge problem. So they went through, like, they cycled through the ritual a couple of times yeah. before her, her second lie came to light. And, yeah. yeah, so things weren't working. And it was because and, of that. And then, of course, in the end, it was... There was the early on scene, one of my favorites, where she had to drink blood mm. because she refused to forgive. Like right, that was the that was the um, loophole or the get around. Yeah, if if you can't forgive, you can always drink blood. That's what I say. Like, I mean, come on, like you can't just forgive. What's the big deal? And that was because that's what the whole movie was about. And and, and her line there, that was one of my favorite lines that I wrote down is when she is told that that's the next step is that she has to learn forgiveness. Mm -hmm. She just flat out says, I don't do forgiveness. They, they did something in that scene that I was waiting for more of in the movie, which could have been really interesting where she got stuck in a time loop. She drank the blood and then all of a sudden the blood was sitting in front of her and he was going, come on, drink it. And she's like, but I already did. <laughs> and she had to do it again. And it only happened that once. But I was 
I really wanted like time to fracture from that point on. It would have been great. It would have been. It would have been. It would have. It was already a complex movie. It would have made it that much more complex to do. Yeah. But I did. I did really like that little time stutter. Mm-hmm. And I, I was also wishing it would happen more often. Yeah, that was cool. And it was significant because that was the big sticking point. And that's, I think that's why it stuttered, was that was the thing she was completely lying about. And her whole issue was forgiveness. All around, it ended up being so. That saved it. Yeah. I kind of liked how later she finally reveals, well, this is still a lie. Well, no, it's not a lie. It, she changes her mind later. She reveals she really just wanted vengeance. And he's like, what? Of course I was going to be happy to do vengeance. I'm totally into vengeance. It's like, obviously. Like, didn't you see this guy as soon as you met him? That would have been the first thing for me. Yeah. I think she she did not understand what she was getting into. Like, I don't no. think she had a good grasp of what <laughs> what the dark arts contain. Well, and that, that was frustrating for me when, like, things kept coming up where... He, He's like, okay, now you're going to have to do this. And she's like, really? I don't want to do that. Like, couldn't we have just started with a list of all the steps before we closed the circle of salt? Right. That was crazy. Informed consent. It's all about informed consent. Yes. Yeah. So even when he when he finally realizes that the, the ritual is failing because she's lying, mm-hmm. and it all comes out, and she finally says, yes, I want vengeance. It's not that I want to speak to my son. It's that I want vengeance. He figures out a way to renew the ritual, like to cleanse her. But he doesn't just say, hey, so turns out since you lied to me, the only way for this to be resolved is for me to basically kill you and bring you back to life. Like you have to die and be reborn in order for this to work. He doesn't say that. He like wakes her up in the middle of the night and drowns her without any not her. She has no knowledge of what's going on. Mm -hmm. He lies to her about what's going on. Which is always good. And he drowns her in the bathtub and then brings her back. Really? Yeah, that was um, shocking. That was the second thing he did where it was really blatantly very bad thing to do to someone Mm -hmm. without consent, which he then revealed the lie behind in both cases. And, and I think in both cases they were done because he gets off on that. That piece of, yeah. I have control, I can make you do things, I don't have to explain, and that's why he's in the business, I think. Well, And what's weird about that is his request that he wanted granted, he revealed to her eventually when he was about to die, was that he wanted to... He, he said be invisible, but then he explained what he meant was live apart from the world, n- not deal with anybody anymore. Which is weird, because that did not seem... I mean, that goes against this whole idea. You'd think he'd want to keep being in control of people and stuff. Right. So, I don't know. That doesn't quite fit for me. It didn't fit for me either. So, there was a moment toward the end, after we had learned about her vengeance, and, you know, we finally knew the story of her son, because that was kind of, like, dripped out piecemeal throughout, which I liked. We finally know the story of her son. We finally know kind of what his motivation is. And I was thinking, oh, as he was dying, even, I was suddenly very sure that he had been a part of her son being kidnapped. He mentioned it earlier. He's like, you didn't think I was part of this, did you? And I was very sure that he was. And so I was like, when he died and she 
didn't know what to do to move on. Like all the books had been blacked out. I feel like yeah. the demons did that. I don't think that was him. Yeah, I think it was just magic. Like yeah. or or what I thought after a minute was um that she just couldn't read them. They were still fine. They were his... but she couldn't. Well, and if you think about like within fanta- the co- context of fantasy, like yeah. wizards and mages have to study their, you know, yeah. their spells and they can use them once and then they're gone or whatever and uh-huh. when they die, like so possibly when he died, his knowledge, like everything that he knew went with him. That could be too. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, when he died and she didn't know what to do and she's like, "Fine, I'm just going to leave." And she opens the door and she walks out and i'm like oh i guess it's done she got her vengeance we're going to find out that that oh meant, i did not think of that like he died whether she knows it or not she has received her vengeance like that her angel has given cool. it to her yeah and simultaneously he also received his invisibility well he's yeah. no longer a part of this world that's a real monkey's paw <laughs> situation that's a, that's a good ending Sully. <laughs> So I really, I was like, ooh, that all ties up nicely. And I liked it. Uh-huh. But then, you know, it obviously wasn't done because she left and was looping back and, you know, couldn't actually leave the house. Yeah. And that got kind of weird. I thought they did, they did really good, creepy, spooky stuff in this movie. There were very little in the way of jump scares, but I wrote my favorite scene was the shadow guy sitting in the chair smoking a cigarette. <sighs> Yeah. Like, there was nothing to it. It was, he was just there, and she walked up and discovered he wasn't there, because, you know, as always, it's just a coat on the chair, except sure. it was not a coat. No, and, and the cigarette, cigarette was still there, yeah. And that was just super well done, even though mm-hmm. it was just a guy in, you know, covered with black cloth. It was not a big deal, mm-hmm. but it was super well done. And then the demons were pretty cool. They were just dirty people kind of walking up out of the darkness but like the whole i don't know it's sort of a hellraiser thing where there's all these assorted weirdos who are just dragging you down to the basement and it was weird i don't know why they decided to chop her finger off but that's what happened well so one of my notes at that point was that these demons were so human yeah they like were just like people. they looked like humans that just had you know paint or like mud painted on them yeah they they were clearly very corporeal like they were yeah. grabbing her carrying her around like bumping into things like they were within the world and yeah like the cutting her finger off with the bolt cutter bolt cutters was like a mob move not a demon move <laughs> yeah. but i think i mean that's kind of uh i don't know like you're in hell this is how it is like that's how hellraiser movies kind of go is it's all very physical and they torture you and you're there it's real for you but you know if somebody else was around they wouldn't be there wouldn't be anything there maybe yeah and it was real for her because as she was leaving at the very end of the movie she had her hand all bandaged up and she was missing a finger like and then after the demons comes the angel which was an enormous glowing person it was Jason Mewes in a gladiator suit. <laughs> yes, they a hired Jason Mewes to wear a gladiator suit. Yes, a large glowing Jason Mewes in a gladiator now, suit. The thing with that is, like, it's so cheesy and so dumb to see, you know, the giant glowing golden angel. And But it worked for me. Like, I was not put off. I mean, I was put off a little, but I wasn't like thinking oh whatever this is stupid i was like okay this is a miraculous moment like Uh i don't even know why it worked because that does not work for me that's super cheesy but there was something part of it was the fact that this was holy it was an angel 
after all of the demon things. And like you kind of get this feeling that this magic isn't good or evil. It's just the world. Like there's bad stuff to it and there's Mm -hmm. good stuff to it. You have to go through the bad stuff to get the good stuff. And it sounded cheesy from the beginning. They're like, you're going to talk to your guardian angel. Like really that's... Ask them a favor. That's some kitty stuff right there. But but it all kind of works as like a you know the world isn't as as magical as you think the the magic in this movie was all very prosaic it was just like her her little goblin toy that was from her kid would be gone at some point and she'd find it somewhere else and Mm -hmm. like for that to happen some serious magic has to happen stuff has to translocate that's a big deal except it's not that interesting (laughs) it's just a thing that's not where you thought it was right and it was all like that and like uh, the bird hits the window and he's like oh that's it the ritual's starting i'm like that's stupid that's just a bird hitting the window well yeah there, there was this it was so interesting to me that almost all the way through everything he said i was like okay that could be true the bird hitting the window that's yeah. the ritual starting maybe that is absolutely true and maybe a bird hit the window and he saw the opportunity to pretend yeah. that the ritual was starting i had that thought and i we were well into the movie before I was convinced. Like, honestly, it was when she left the house and looped around looped around and ended up back at the house and he was dead and couldn't possibly have done it. <laughs> I was like, wow. oh, so there is magic happening. Because up until that point, every time the thing translocated, I was like, mm, he, he maybe moved, moved that. The flowers showed up on the hallway and I was like, oh, oh so yeah. he went outside and got some flowers. Well, but also at one point they showed him tending a plant inside and I was thinking, oh. Is that part of his plant? He just grabbed that and threw it on the floor? Like, yeah, a like suspicious. All of the things were things where I was like, ah, he could be t- completely faking this, or he really knows what he's doing, and this is just... Like, I liked the subtlety of it, mm-hmm. and I honestly, I liked the question of whether anything was happening or whether he was just toying mm-hmm. with her, because that's what she was feeling. Yeah, but then there was the one where gold flakes started to rain down oh, on her, yeah. which he could have faked. You know, he could have had like a tarp up in the ceiling filled with gold flakes or something. I don't know. She was looking up, so it wouldn't be that, but something like that. And it bothered me that after that point, a ways after that, she was like, nothing's happening. What's going on? I'm like, <laughs> well, you did see the magic gold sprinkling down on you, right? Maybe she forgot. I kind of forgot about it. Uh, I remembered. It- because I did, that was the first thing that I was like, oh, hmm, I don't think he did that. Yeah, I never thought he did, he was doing the things. I, I liked that it was a possible question, but it, I don't know, it felt like this was magic. And what I loved about it was that the magic was so blah. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to work this hard, six months of work, to get your goblin to show up in a different room. <laughs> you know? And the magic, while well, the results of it were so minor... The Like you said, the effort was so huge. I mean, it was the equivalent of her taking multiple college-level language courses and some significant math courses. And, (laughs) like, there were so many complex things that she was having to learn in order to do this. On top of, she would have to sit in a circle for two days without eating or drinking or moving from that circle. Or, you know, like, there was physical torture 
and mental exertion. Yeah, it's definitely like really overwhelming. Like she was doing much too well physically and emotionally for me for what she had been through. And like, yeah, you're surviving this much better than you should be. Although I she mean, she was it, really skinny. She was, and like, okay, no food and water for two days, which is going to be hard on your body. Mm-hmm. But then he made, you know, then he made a point of saying, then we will break for food yeah. and water. And then we'll start it again for the next day. Like, it was something that I believed that she would survive these things. Yeah, but I was I was expecting her to break down more, to, to be like, you know, like muscles atrophying and getting sick at some point. I, sometime during this period, somebody's getting sick, Especially right? With all the scenes where she's getting, like, cold water <laughs> oh, poured yeah. on her. And after she drowns in the bathtub, you cannot tell me she didn't get pneumonia from that. Yeah, I was surprised how healthy she was when she got resurrected. On the other hand, he deteriorated very quickly from that knife wound. <laughs> that was my note, is they didn't think to include antibiotics in their eight-month supply, did they? Well, he had whiskey, and yeah, whiskey's apparently, close enough. turns out whiskey, not an antibiotic. <laughs> no, but man, if he had just had some penicillin, he would yeah. have been fine. I don't know about that, though, well, because... It was pretty like, bad. <laughs> like, the, the knife was, it was a through and through. I'm pretty sure from the position, it hit a kidney or something, like... Bad things were happening it, inside it was him. Very bad. And he's just like, eh, just stitch it up. I'll be fine. Like, mm. well, I mean, he didn't have a choice, did he? No, he did not. You know what was funny? I don't remember when this happened, but at one point he fills a bucket of water. It was early on, and he finds her sleeping, and he throws the water on her. And I couldn't help but expect him to ask her NASCAR trivia questions. <laughs> Where'd stock car racing come from? What? <laughs> Stop doing that! How'd stock car racing get its start? <laughs> but no, he didn't do that. That's exactly what that was. And then she's going to have to drive around with a cougar in the car. It was going to be good. <laughs> that was the very first morning after yeah. the salt was closed up. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, I was like, dude, you're coming on really strong. Yeah, like, he was. You could have just said, hey, get up. <laughs> Now, like, this is boot camp, Like, really. throwing water on her seems like a, she's failed this multiple times and she needs, yeah. you know, it, you need to ramp it up. But, but no. No. Just, just throwing some water on. Yeah. And asking NASCAR questions. Well, so I feel like we could talk about this for a long, long time. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. And I feel like we are already far past when we should have started our rating. So are we ready to rate? We barely touched the stuff that I wanted to talk about. This is, there's a million things, at least 1.2 million things (laughs) to discuss. Like the ultimate Costco trip she takes. Anyway. Ratings! I guess we better rate because it's crazy time. Yeah. So you get to rate first. My rating for this movie is that this movie was very engrossing. Two people in a house, nothing else. That's the whole movie. It was practically Bad Ben. It was just these two people in the house, and then at the end there were some others like the demons. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff, but so powerful. Great writing, great cinematography, great story. Like It was really amazing. It was really into it and the the where it steps down for me is that there wasn't really a point to it like i found the story really interesting and there's an arc about forgiveness but i didn't feel a big you know like there's no big metaphor to it all maybe there is well 
there is the whole consent thing to the whole event but there wasn't like a lesson kind of thing hiding under the surface i'm actually i'm positive there was but there wasn't one that i got well not about forgiveness (laughs) no i mean that was her arc but i mean what is that she was incapable of forgiving and she got the gift of being able to forgive Eh. is that is it just that forgiveness is important i I, that's i guess but i did have one thought about that at the end of the movie like when she got her forgiveness and she's driving away and she's clearly feeling better Mm -hmm. she's like okay this is over i thought about the fact people mention occasionally the idea that forgiveness isn't for the person you're forgiving it's for you and how you feel i don't know if that's any part of the movie but that's what it made me think yeah i think that's a big part of it because she she was unable to move on from the murder of her son yeah because she was holding on to this rage and so when she was given the gift of forgiveness now she's able to move on she she will be able to live the rest of her life yeah i don't know are you telling me i have to rate even higher I don't know. What's, what is your rating? Oh, well, I only <laughs> kept you in suspense for about 10 minutes. So I rate this movie. You know what? Forget it. I rate this movie five broken plates out of five on our patented rating system. My p- first perfect score of the your month. first five of the month. Yeah. And how do you rate this movie? Well, I agree with all of the things that you said. Great. We're done. <laughs> yeah, it's the writing, the... the Oh, acting. I forgot that one. The acting, the movie making, the the special effects I thought were good. Mm-hmm. I liked them. I'm, I'm like trying to scan through them in my mind at this moment to see if there were any that I was like, terrible. But no, I liked, mm-hmm. I liked them. Um, I, I noted the soundtrack a couple of times oh, yeah. in, in a positive way. Usually I don't pay attention to it, so as long as if I don't notice it, I assume it was good enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All on all of the ways that I could rate the making of the movie, I am was happy. I liked on a more I don't know deeper, more emotional level. It made me feel emotions. They weren't necessarily positive emotions, but it's a horror movie. Like you're <laughs> not supposed to feel warm and fuzzy yeah. about it. And more importantly, I'm still thinking about this movie. Omg. I was going to tell you that. I was going to waste 10 minutes of our time on that. How I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning for unrelated stomach reasons and laid awake thinking about all the horrible things in the world and then transitioning to thinking more about this movie like I was last night after watching it. Yeah. and It sticks with you. Any movie that after I'm done watching it, I'm still like turning over the pieces and trying to figure out like, okay, so what it... What did that mean? Why did was that a part of it? How did it all tie together? How does it make me feel? How does it relate to things? That's always a good sign because I'm really, you know, I like to consume entertainment and then just immediately eject it from my brain. Like I can read books multiple times because I read it and then I completely erase it from my data banks. And yeah. when I start reading it again, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've read this before and I... <laughs> don't remember how it ends so yay i do encounter that with some of these movies yeah so and and as we've been talking i i started this thinking i was gonna have to give it a 4.5 because i really was bothered by the consent piece Uh the lack of consent well and that character he was just so abusive yes yes and it really bothered me our discussion about it i'm more convinced that that was intentional and that that was part of the point of the movie. Like that it wasn't done 
for gratuitous reasons like uh-huh. violent men make scary movies so we'll throw a violent man in there i think it was part of the point of the movie so yeah. i am going to give it also a five broken plates out of five this is my second five it is it is a completely different five <laughs> yes. than the five i gave to bad ben yeah bad ben so you like movies with very few people trapped in a house apparently yeah, but uh, you know, I'm I'm basically giving it to giving it a five for essentially the same reason. I really, really enjoyed watching this movie. Yeah, this was something else. I can't believe they made me not think that their giant angel was cheesy. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. It's amazing. The piece, I think, the piece that I really liked about it, it looked cheesy, but then yeah. when it was talking, like the mouth <laughs> was moving and the voice was just nothing but like the house rumbling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. That's such a cool idea. I mean, it's not a unique idea. No, I mean, that's but... sort of like the voice of God, you know, I concept anyway. But it, it, it worked. Yeah. And I couldn't tell whether she could understand what he was saying or she was just going, okay, it seems like it's working. <laughs> right. You seem here. Uh, I'll just ask anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little shocked that we are 20 days in to the mm-hmm. month. And this is the first movie we've watched that has made me feel like it was a worth, an emotionally worthwhile movie to watch. Hmm. Last year, there were so many of yeah, those. Yeah, there were a lot of really good ones last like, year. Like Train to Busan. Get Out. Get Out. The one uh, with, the, with the unexploded bomb. Under the Shadow? Oh, yeah, yeah. Under the Shadow. Uh, the Iranian movie. Yes. Um, and I know there are others. Like, there were so mm-hmm. many that I was, give, I was just handing out fives like popcorn last year because we found so many movies that were so meaningful we invented the five plus last year we did and so this is the first one this year that gave me that same feeling of oh people should watch this movie yeah this was really good we're super far over so gotta go bye bye When I, when I, when I'm, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>